We've had a day to think about it, and we've got a fresh pair of eyes on those six sacks of Sam Howe. It's time for a reckoning. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Day After Reckoning, where we actually give a deep dive into the game the day before from the Washington Commanders. This is going to be separate from your initial reaction. This is where we're going to give out our go-go's and no-go's. Our uh, little film breakdown uh, today is going to be called The Sam Session. Love it. A uh, little play on the jam session. Stoner's uh, very proud of himself <laughs> for that one. And we're going to take a look at that uh, EB game plan as well, because uh, we're, we, we have some questions and uh, maybe we have some answers for you as well. Of course, I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. And we're here on uh, Ref the District on the Believe Network as well. Wherever you're listening to this audio platforms or here on YouTube, make sure that you're subbed up. Get those auto downloads. Every view, every listen matters. Stoner, hmm. it was a doozy yesterday. Uh, we've had some time now to kind of think about it, let it watch, you know, settle in. Mm -hmm. We rewatched some of the tape, uh, or the kind of that uh, condensed play that's available. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's nice to be able to do that and kind of get fresh eyes on it because, yep, you know, we do the play by play and, and the commentary, and we're fans and we get kind of caught up. So it's nice to kind of go back and watch it at our own pace and kind of be like, okay, let's see what's going on. One of the things that stood out to me was just how good and they mentioned this a couple times you know the the players the coaches mentioned this a couple times in their uh and their press conferences and their and dealing with the press and that's just how the home vibe was yeah it was outstanding you can feel it from the television screen if you weren't able to go to fedex it just seemed like a movie yeah. as the kids say as the kids say it was it it was really impressive uh, on all fronts in that stadium. the The crowd was there, the celebrities were there, the vibe was just really good. Everything that you heard from everybody was a great vibe, and it, it just it was so different than what we're used to. Even for a home opener last year, the home opener against Jacksonville had a pretty good vibe, but you still had that dark cloud hanging over with Dan Snyder, of course. But this year, totally different. Celebrities everywhere, legends all over the place, a new game experience. And it you could hear it on the TV. And I don't know if they were doing that on purpose or whatever. You could hear the crowd. Yeah. That crowd was loud, and it was uh, rocking that stadium. It's about time. It's about time we've seen something <laughs> like that. It absolutely is. And that's what, yeah. what Deron Payne and, and some of the other defensive players sure. were talking about. Third down actually felt like, you know, it was, you know, a home field advantage type right. situation for them. We're used to, you know, hearing the go pack go and all these other sure. uh, fan bases kind of take over on third down instead of getting a defense chant going. And, and mm -hmm. we got all that. Now, granted, it is week one and we're, sure. you know, we're, we're going up against the lowly Arizona Cardinals. They don't travel that well. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of things you can put to that uh, to kind of diminish how awesome it was, but mm -hmm. I don't want to even think about that. I just want to think about the good times rolling, and hopefully we'll see a lot of that come week three when they host the Buffalo Bills. But we're not yeah. here to talk about those Bills, are we? We're here to talk about the Washington Commanders and that game plan that Eric B. Enemy had. Uh, he brought it in with him as we, we we mentioned this before the thing here i love i love to see this i think that that shows that he was working on it and he wanted to really kind of fine tune it yeah but stoner i have to admit mm -hmm. i was a little surprised by how that kind of played out how about yourself yeah it was very very surprising if you look at all of the stats and we broke down some of the stats if you follow us on twitter you'll get some real good uh stats that we put out in the first half, he had 30. Uh, man, I already forgot. I'm looking at it, but I don't think this is right. Is it 32 dropbacks in the first half? Maybe at least. Right. At he had least, 32 yeah. dropbacks. 
he had 25 pass attempts, mm-hmm. but you have those where he had rollouts or he ran with the ball or there was a penalty when he dropped back that that doesn't count in his stats. So he had 32 rollouts uh, or dropbacks and he had nine runs in the first half designed. Yeah. Designed runs. And Sam Howell ran once in the first half. Scrambled that was a design mm-hmm. pass. And then in the second half, it, it flipped a little bit. Of course, the game changed a little bit in the second half and a lot. At the end, of course, was a lot of running when you had the lead, but then it was it became uh, 17 rushes to 11 dropbacks. That's a huge switch, but I think that's too many, don't you, Nathan? Don't you think that's in the first half? They have 32 dropbacks. I, I think they. Whoa. I don't. Oh, maybe they're trying to get a ry- rhythm going for Sam Howell. They're mm-hmm. trying to. This is. You know, if you look at what Kansas City has done over the Eric Bieniemy years, mm-hmm. you know this was a passing that was a passing offense, and that's okay. what he brought here to Washington. Fair. And there's some good things from that. There's also a lot of things that you just kind of wonder if it was mm-hmm. the right decision to do. Yeah, but he very much was trusting Sam Howell to sling it, and there was definitely some very good reason to allow him to to throw the ball. There's I also guess so. some sometimes there was just a it some things that you're just wondering if they can be changed around a little bit. One of the more surprising things to me in that passing uh, offense that you're Mm -hmm. talking about was the lack of screen game and also throwing to your secondary targets like running backs. Right. Yeah. We, we tweeted this one out as well. Stoner. What did you think of those kind of lower numbers? Really surprising because that was something that we expected to see a little bit more of. All we heard this offseason is that EB is going to bring this this screen game that we've been uh, struggling with in this offense for years and years and these design rollouts. Again, the the weakness of the offensive line, and it showed up yesterday. I mean, the, the weakness of the team is the offensive line, and that showed up a lot yesterday. And how do you kind of work around that? And that is design rollouts, screens, quick hitters. I went back and looked at it, and he had a total – of three screens in the entire game, three rollouts the entire game, and he threw to his backs, designed throw to the backs twice. That's not that's not what we were promised from the <laughs> offseason, right? That's what everybody said, that he was really good at designing those types of plays. Yeah. It's one game, so let's not overreact sure. too much. I, we're, well, uh, we're talking but, about the one game. Yeah. It, it, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it was, to me, surprising, and it was also surprising – just how bad this team is at the screen game. Yeah. I just, they were bad under Scott Turner. They're bad uh, here in the first game of the 2023 season. Yeah. And I want to see some improvement. I don't know what, you know, I thought last year, a lot of the the bad um, screenplays over the last couple of years was Taylor Heineke. He mm-hmm. just doesn't zip the ball unless he gets his full weight behind it. And a screen is so quick. You're not going to be able to get that. Yep. And so those, those pass plays were a little late. Carson Wentz had accuracy issues. And so you just start kind of finding some of these excuses as why they're so bad and thinking maybe this time it'll be different. And in game one, they just still don't look like a good screen team and they don't, and and you need a good screen game. And and one of the things I did appreciate with EB's offense yesterday was how they used the short passing game in lieu of a rushing game. You know, they're going for some of these quicker passes that are just if you need two yards, doesn't matter if you get it through the ground or if you get it through the air, you just got to get it. Sure. And you've seen you saw some of those pickups on third downs that were through the air and uh, on short distances where you would normally just kind of be like, yeah, give it to Brian Robinson and and get him there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Rodriguez siding on a third and short, too, by the Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Um, So. Do you have a problem using, you know, what you were talking about? Maybe it's too many in the first half. A lot of that was kind of like I said, that short passing game. You have a problem with that, the short passing game being used in lieu of running? Well, just ask yourself what happened in that first half in terms of the results. And you had the one turnover on the pass, uh, the interception. You had the fumble on the pass attempt by Sam Howell. And you had two other two other passes that could have should have been intercepted as well that were not. So that's the whole live by the sword, die by the sword. Sure. You're going to go throw it back. But if you do that with a guy who's in his second game in a regular season game, 
you're going to run into some troubles. I would think, but I'm sitting here, I'm not getting paid millions <laughs> of dollars. I would think that I want to run the ball a little bit more than I want to throw the ball in the first game, the first half of the first game. But that's not what happened. And then what ha- Then you go into halftime, what? You're down 16-10, 13-7, whatever it was. I was at 13-7, I think, at halftime. Something like that. It was 10 to 7, right? So hold on. Whatever now you're going to make was. me do math. No, it was 13 to 10 is what it was. 13 to 10. So you're down at halftime and you had two critical turnovers by Sam himself. And you had the one, of course, by Gibson, which certainly didn't help. So you had those three turnovers and that just puts you behind, behind the eight ball. That's why teams like to run the ball more because passing is so risky, especially with a young quarterback. But they just said, Screw it. Let's just throw the ball. Short, long, whatever. We're throwing it. We're dropping him back 32 out of 41 plays in the first half. That's a lot. It was quite quite a bit there. Mm-hmm. He did finish the day 19 for 31 with 202 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, 28 rushes. Like I said, a lot of those coming there in the second half. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those passes, though. The targets not necessarily going to you know Jahan ended up with seven Terry McLaurin only four targets yeah this is one of those things that we talked with the Scott Turner offenses and maybe we'll start putting a dollar on saying Scott Turner's name as well um Mm -hmm. but he like you got a guy like Terry McLaurin you want to see him targeted more than four times a game you want to get him involved and you know, use that skill set of his. Instead, Jahan Dotson's a fine target. And he's probably a good target replacement. If you're not throwing it to Terry McLaurin, I think throwing it to Jahan Dotson is just fine. But we had eight targets for Logan Thomas and three drops by Logan Thomas. And and yeah, it looked like he was he was focusing in on his tight ends most of the game. As eight is a lot for for one guy. Cole Turner, I don't know. He had yeah two couple, targets, right? Mm-hmm. So that's ten just with your two tight ends. And uh, I mean, look, Sam was okay. Sam wasn't great. Sam wasn't terrible. I'll give him like a C. I might even kind of go to a C minus because those turnovers were so bad. They were critical. Obviously, the fumble was horrendous. You can't yeah. do that. Period. But I was very encouraged by a lot of plays he made. Some of the throws he made were great. That pass interference on McLaurin that he threw deep was right in right in the bucket. If he didn't, if the defender didn't interfere, it was dropping right in his bucket where only Terry could get it in that great pass. The pass to uh um to Jahan was no, it was Curtis Samuel at the end of the first half. That mm-hmm. was a rope. It was perfect. No way the guy who played most of the games last year with uh, the pylon diver, no way he can make that throw. (laughs) And then of course the touchdown pass that he threw to B Rob. I mean, that you can't, you can't coach that. That was just him making a play using his legs, getting outside, throwing it sideways, going to his left between like six defenders right on target to B Rob. That was a great, great throw. So you're encouraged with a lot of them, but you know, he's got, he's got a ways to go. Yeah, one of the things I'll say about Sam before we get to the Sam session, which is strictly breaking down the the, the passes here, is, and we'll move to the, the graphic on that one. But uh, Sam, I think, is learning. He's still learning the game. Sure. So I don't want to get too hung up on you're right he had a bad game i'm not i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it you gave him a c i'm probably he he gets the victory which gives him a a slight boost there Mm -hmm. but if we're we're being serious here this was a a d plus type game from the the young quarterback with you know interception the fumble the runs the the decision to run yeah i mean i'm talking about the touchdown run the touchdown run was really good it was good and yeah. that was on a third down as well. Sure. I think both of the his touchdowns were on third down. So, I mean, he yeah. made plays when he had to, but you're right. I'm still a howler. I, I know. Yeah, I know people, right? Right. I've already lost like half the viewers right now. They're they're busy <laughs> typing out Nathan's a hater and all this. Right. It, it, it's fine if you believe that. I, I still believe in him. And I'm the one who's been preaching for months now. You got to have patience. And so I'm mm-hmm. not writing him off because you, you talked about the throws that he's making. Mm-hmm. Those are just 
absolute beautiful throws. Yeah. And he shows you that he can do that enough to keep warranting coming back to him. So you're, you're going to have some of these growing pains here. And, you know, well, honestly, if Washington's defense wasn't good, and even Sam Howell mentioned that the defense won this, oh, right? Absolutely. This was, this was not an offensive game at all. They got lucky, but you see some of these flashes. You mentioned the good run on third down, and you mentioned the good pass to Brian Robinson for a touchdown. One of the things I think he's still learning and working on is he does have that natural instinct, if you look back to his last year in North Carolina, to run with the ball. Mm. The thing is, is here at the NFL, he is not athletic enough. He's not Lamar Jackson. Right. right? He's not Michael Vick. He's not uh he's he's not even jalen hurts okay he is sam howell he needs to be mobile enough to pick up a yard or here or two especially when it's given and there's probably going to be a couple designed runs just to get a couple good couple yards because he does have some of that ability Mm -hmm. i think he's learning as he's run run to the outside a couple times arizona being uh head hunting here for him he's not he's not athletic enough against NFL corners and linebackers and even some of these defensive uh, linemen to outrun them to the corner. There are defensive ends in this league that can chase him down 100%. So I I agree with you there that he has to learn a little bit more to take what they give him, which is these defensive linemen, when they're chasing them, they're not giving him those extra yards. So take what you get throw it away or get down earlier is a couple of times he should have got down earlier. Yeah. I agree with you on that. He did end up taking six sacks and that's actually what we want to take a look at here in mm-hmm. the Sam session. Our first of, uh, of the season, we're going to give kind of drive of the game breakdowns and we're going to give, uh, you know, maybe play of the game breakdowns, but mm-hmm. we wanted to do our first Sam session here uh, because six sacks was a lot stoner. Yeah, it was a lot. lot. So let's see. Yeah, the the very first one here, though, is not actually a sack, not credited as a sack, credited as a sack. But I I just wanted to show it to to point out uh, what we were just talking about. There are times where he just needs to throw it away or just get down. And in this play, he didn't. And it it cost him a trip to the uh, to the tent, to the medical Mm -hmm. tent. Uh, and luckily he was just fine. All right. Where's my stupid play button? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Space bar always works. The, uh, oh my goodness. one of the things with this, like you mentioned the medical tent, I, I said that Arizona looked like they're head hunting and this one, you're going to see it in very particular. I expect there to be a big fine coming oh, yeah. for some of the Arizona players. Another one was later where he made it outside the pocket and he's in the act of sliding and has somebody go graze over the top of his head mm-hmm. and the ball ends up coming loose. And then the defensive lineman is on the ground, leg locks and pushes his head down. Just some crazy stuff coming out of Arizona on this one here. And we're going to see the first one in action that uh, did end up with a first down for Washington. So Sam Howell here fakes the handoff. He's looking, and Logan Thomas was covered. That was mm. his, I think, where he was looking to go, but he had two players on him. The Undertaker throw, which is which is great. Uh, as the referee, a sideline judge there gets up here, but he's running the outside. If this is not an out-of-bounds hit, that's a sack. Right. He's he's right there at the marker, and yeah, he's got to get rid of it in those, those instances. There's no reason to take that uh to take that sack or take that hit whatever and that and that's one of those plays that does not count um as a uh as a what you call as a sack it doesn't count Mm -hmm. as a drop back it doesn't count as a quarterback hit it doesn't count as anything because there's a penalty on the play yeah it ended up not counting as a sack would have been a sack that's the first and since we saw that we were just like he just needs to learn to throw it away so that one, if it did count as a sack, would have would have been on Sam not throwing the ball away. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's check out this first official sack. First official the, uh, sack. Uh, as you see, it's the uh, the end towards the end of the first quarter on a first down. Yeah, that that's kind of insane. If this is the the first official sack where he gets uh, at the end of the first quarter, and this is another one of those 
he's trying to beat the guy to the outside mm-hmm. situation and he needs to learn to throw it away. Yeah. And it's just a, basically a straight drop back with a little play action. And he's looking and he's got Logan. I, I kind of yeah. noticed this when I was breaking down the, the film a little bit is that he was very reluctant to check it down. Like he really wanted those longer plays. The big play. Yeah. And when he had the check downs, he wasn't going to, eventually he did on a lot of them, mm-hmm. but it just looked like he, he didn't want to, it was just like, Oh, well, okay. I'll throw it to the, to the short guy, to the check down or whatever. I don't think the left is available. I mean, you see a lot Here. of uh, grass out there. No, Logan Thomas is, is, is open at this point. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you look, Sam's going to run to his right on this. Yeah. Point. This way. Sam has a lot of room to the left here where if he could have been running with Logan Thomas and potentially uh, picked up yardage that way, depending on how those blocks go. Sure. Instead, he uh, he runs out to the right here and unable to beat the defensive lineman around the corner. Yeah, that's a case right there is look at that defensive lineman. Uh-huh. NFL defense. He didn't have that in college. He didn't have that defensive lineman or tackle, whoever that was able to chase him down like that and force him out because if he gets past this guy then he can cut up field and get even more yards but this is the nfl son these yeah. these defensive linemen are good, good block here by brian robinson uh mm-hmm. but yeah the, at this point he, at this point if you know you're going to be going out of bounds before the uh, marker which you can see where the marker is uh right, right there yeah, so he just he's he's got to un, uncork it right here, just off the off the sidelines. But I think he was thinking maybe he can get uh, by the corner, and but even then, look look at the the situation here. He's not going to be making it any further than than maybe a yard or two. Hmm. So. Yeah, because you got these guys coming; mm-hmm. they're going to close that gap. All right, so that was right. sack number one. Who who do you put that on? I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to put that on, on Sam again because I felt like the offensive line held enough and because he ends up squirting out to the right and then he runs himself out of bounds. Yeah. That that to me is on him. If he throws yeah. that ball away, then it, we then it's fine, right? There's no loss of and you just play again and then there you go, but because he runs out of bounds, that's a that's a play I think he needs to, you know, look at it and be like, "Okay, if it's not there, run throw out of the pocket, throw it away. Throw it away. Simple. I mean, all he has to do is basically go like this out of bounds. He's that close. Just go mm-hmm. ahead and toss it. But I think, you know, sometimes these guys, these quarterbacks, they don't they don't want that on their stat sheet either. They don't want that incompletion on their stat sheet. I believe tosses like that actually might not count, but I, I'm all happy. Yeah, that's to, an incomplete pass. Yeah, so we'll, that's an incomplete pass. We'll uh, we'll double check on that one. Okay. The uh, Sam Howell already one sack here. Now we're in the second quarter here again. Six sacks, and most of them were in the first half here. So this, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to talk about how they're going to pile on and pile on quickly mm-hmm. for the young QB here. Here's the second one that we have. So the fake handoff, quick looked like he wanted to go for the screen Mm -hmm. and honestly i'm not sure was it that well covered that he just wanted to uh to throw it here it looks like yeah so this is this is one of the screens that i had marked down this was a planned screen to uh mclaurin up here Mm -hmm. or samuel i'm not sure who that is that was terry mclaurin yeah you got mclaurin you're right. I don't know why he didn't throw that. He's got one blocker, and you've got a fantastic uh, yards after catch, yards after contact guy in Terry McLaurin. So I don't know why what he saw out there that scared him so much. He yeah, ended so- up just tucking it and going straight ahead, and and even though he basically got zero yards, that's zero yards is a sack. Yep, counted as a sack in the stat yep. the stat book there. Yeah, well, why didn't I, 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 I? I'm looking at it like so. When we were when this is one of those reasons why you you go back and rewatch it because when we watched it live we said oh it w- it was uh, blown up the 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 screen was blown uh, up and right. so we're like hey oh, that that was a good decision just to tuck and and run it there and not have a negative play you know getting essentially like said about zero yards there 
Looking back on it, though, I'm like, that was a perfect time to just uncork it. If Jahan yeah. misses his block, then Terry goes nowhere, and the, the result is the same. Yeah. But Jahan was in front of his uh, his guy there, so I'm not sure why. Go back. I, mo I moved the screen down so you can even see a little bit more up there. Mm -hmm. I, I think if you're in the film session with the coaching staff, they're going to they're gonna look at Sam and go, why didn't you throw that? There's no reason to not throw that. He's got a strong enough arm that there's no way that this guy is going to be able to make that, especially with Jahan in front of him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He just looked at it and said, and look, there's nothing back here either. Yeah, the I mean, closest you got the here. safety up here at the, uh, uh, what is that, about the 25-yard line? Yeah. So, you're throwing from about the 40. And he just decides to tuck it and run. I don't know. I don't get that one. That one's on Sam too, right? So you got two on Sam, the first two. I have to I have to agree. Yeah. And they counted that as a sack. That's the thing, right? Like it's, right. it's like I'm trying to be like, yeah, maybe that was the designed run, but I mean it did end up counting as a sack and uh and yep. the second one going to go against uh, Sam here. Uh let's move on to the third one that we have. Very next play, I do believe. So third and 10. No, so it was uh two plays afterwards okay, and this is yeah, so let's roll this one back here and kind of right. count the the time here as we don't want to watch Arizona celebrate any more <laughs> than uh, what we already had to. Um, so the snap of the ball comes here at 5.06, five minutes and six seconds. And the sack happens at five minutes and three seconds. That's at least three seconds because, you know, that clock takes us, you know, it could be 6.8 seconds or mm -hmm. six point you know it could be almost 507 so yeah i mean that's a full three seconds that he had there for sure and and we're going to see it from another angle but what you have here is logan thomas one-on-one -on -one with a defensive end mm -hmm. we talked about it ad nauseum last year you can't do that with your tight ends i don't care if this guy had this guy came in gardeck i think gardeck, his name. yeah he came in with like seven career sacks or six career sacks. <laughs> he had he himself a game. Offensive line. Yeah, oh, he had himself a game. Logan offensive lineman on this play. Uh, but yeah, he just went right around Logan and boom. And met at the quarterback. And sorry, you're going to have to watch a little celebrating again by this Gardeck dude. Who uh, you're going to have to check him for PEDs because I don't know how a guy who comes out of nowhere and uh, just starts dominating. But. Yeah, so they show the replay from this angle, and you see Logan right here. He's got guard deck, and then you've got the four linemen here, and you've got another one here. So, yeah, Logan's got to take him. So he did, and uh, guard deck uh, just kind of went right around him, just moved him out of the way, and boom, met Sam. Kind of body slammed him. I think we said live while we were yeah, watching. Sadiq Charles watching. being there helped by make that a little bit less of a, a blow as he's catching mm -hmm. him off the body slam back there. Yeah, right here. This one's an interesting because one of the things that uh has been brought up with Sam, and one of the things that's kind of a little bit of a question mark for him right now is how quickly is he gonna get rid of the ball? He has sure. a little bit slower of a release there. Three seconds is honestly about as much time as you can expect to have in a clean pocket. Yeah, yeah. However, I would put that on uh, EB or I, I got to put that on EB. I don't want my tight ends, unless your name is John Bates, I don't want them one-on-one -on -one against a defensive sure. end, even a guy you've never heard of until yesterday which we had never heard of Gardeck until yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't even mentioned with our Believing Cardinals uh, yeah, they, team. So I, I'm not going to put this one on, on Sam, though. I do do think that the three seconds is more than enough. As mm -hmm. far as that, that is going to be a recognition thing, right? Sure. You have to see that you got five people lined up over your offensive line, mm -hmm. and that's going to leave Logan Thomas one-on-one -on -one versus one of those pass rushers. Mm -hmm. And so – if you're if you're not allowed to audible, whether or not you're going to audible, or if you just need to recognize, like, hey, I need to get rid of this ball as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So I might go to uh, you know when they're lining up here, I might go to uh, Logan and say, hey, uh, hey, Logan, um, 
just bump them and then I'll dump. I was about to say free rush. Let them free rush. I'll just lob it over to you. Yeah. But of course that didn't happen. All right. So that was number three, right? That was number three. We got two against Sam and both of us were reluctant to put this one against him. Uh, so we, so we just go offensive line because off, yeah. Logan is offensive line on that. Yeah, it would it would have been the blocking. So we'll have we'll have one on the blocking. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is sack number four, still in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. While this team has only got uh, seven points so far. Washington uh, not doing well on this drive and it about to get worse. Yeah, this was this was the killer. This this had people calling for Jacoby Brissett that play. I mean, literally people were, I mean, that's insane, but yeah. people were calling for Jacoby after that particular play thinking, okay, Sam's not quite ready yet. Um, let's, here's another look at it again. It's our guy Gardeck over here, just wreaking havoc. And what has he got again? Now he's got Wiley on this one and he just does that spin move. Mm-hmm. I mean, Seriously, Chase Young should watch this video of Gardeck <laughs> and try to adapt some of the stuff. Look at that spin move. Just had Wiley falling all over himself. Yeah. And then he's right there. He forces Sam. Sam's got to tuck that ball, man. He's, he's going for the tuck, and that's how it ended up getting knocked out. Yeah. Um. So rather than just pull the ball in with one arm, he was trying to go to his uh, left arm here. You'll see him, him reach up there. Try to. He's trying to get both arms around it. Yeah, um, but it was too late by that point. Yeah, so that's the that's four in the first half. Four right? in the first half. That one I am going to put on on Wiley. Uh, I know that Sam fumbles it and uh, yes, and he's got to hold on to the ball. But, but we're just talking about the sack. The sack. We're not talking about the play. Yeah, Wiley getting beat by guard deck there was mm. is a problem. Wiley's got to do a better job block it he's going to face a lot better pass rushers than Gardeck later this season and yeah and wait till Micah Parsons is lined up across from him can we not you know the Cowboys are going to do that they're going to yeah. put Micah Parsons out on the edge against uh and you know they'll move them all over but they're going to look at this film and go oh Mike is going to feast on that so they've got to figure that figure that out whether it means double teams or whatever yeah. all right so that's four now we're in the second half Oops, I gotta hit so the most brutal ones have already finished, right? Like, I mean, you have four in the first half. A lot of three of those were in the second quarter. And here's another instance where let's let's bring this one back. I want to see the time on the clock again, because this one felt like he was holding on to uh, the ball here. So 723 on the clock. 722 ball is snapped. And he goes down seven nineteen. So again, three seconds. Three seconds there. Yep. And and on this play, uh, Mark Schlereth, Stink, uh, former Redskin great as well, uh, broke it down pretty well on this next play. Is as you see, the three offensive linemen on the left side, they only have two guys over here, and so either Sam or Nick Gates called it said let's slide our protection to the left and you've got two guys over here possibly on the right so he said let's slide it to the left and so they did they slid to the left and charles does a nice job of engaging this guy first knowing that gates should be coming over to the left so he kind of lets him go to go help over here and gates who is blocking nobody too late yeah yeah. So again, another time where Sam might have held on to the ball, but the offensive line just not doing its job blocking here. One, two, three, four guys rushing. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five guys blocking. And this guy basically gets a free run because Gates isn't blocking anybody. Look, Cosmic's got his guy locked up. Mm-hmm. Wiley, shocker, has got his guy locked up. And Leno's got his guy locked up. Charles, assuming, is doing the right thing and sliding out on the edge over there, thinking Gates is going to come over and help there. And Gates doesn't block anybody, and there's your free range. Yeah. So that's a communication thing. It's it's something on on the line. That's a hundred percent on the line. Yeah. If if right? Gates if Gates is working with 
Sadiq Charles there and moves over and blocks that. That is a pocket where he can just sit back all day or as you, as you probably saw watching this, there's a lot of space just right down the middle of the field. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Look at that. I mean, it's a so, really it's a really nice pocket until mm-hmm. it's not. Again, I mean, if nobody's open, which obviously his first read was not open and maybe his second read was not either, he's he's got all of this area to get to if he needs to. Yeah. So this is where we're going to go back to talking about EB and the game plan because and this was the first live action he really got to see and especially in a full game i expect to see some correction against the denver broncos where he's gonna have sam getting rid of that ball at two seconds yeah and not not even wait to three seconds and uh because there was some there were there were a lot of good clean pockets back there for sam howell so Mm. which is weird to say in a game that he collected six sacks, but there were a lot of clean pockets for him to be able to throw. And sometimes where he was able to hold on to it for three seconds, Mm -hmm. but you got to work on those ones that he's not able to. Yep. So this is actually the same drive. The next play, they actually got a first down. Uh, I believe it was Logan. That might've been the, offensive interference on John Bates. I can't remember exactly, which was a bad call. But um, so this is now third and 25. And this one, he just goes back and gets Uh, steamrolled. Yeah, this one's this one was absolutely the blocking as Brian Robinson clips uh, Sadiq Charles Mm -hmm. and you know, you don't you don't even have time. We could we could measure the time on this one. But, I mean, there was just no time. The middle of the pocket just gets completely demolished because yep. Sadiq Charles gets uh, his back foot stepped on by Brian Robinson. Yep, watch right here. Watch Sadiq's uh, lower right leg and Robinson's left leg. Boop, clips him right there. And so he's got a nice block going here. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he clips him, he loses all that leverage and goes down and gets sacked. Now, the outside guy may have gotten a sack as well because mm-hmm. Leno was getting beat and decided to kind of let him go because you can't throw guys down. That's called holding, even if you don't hold them. If you just kind of push them down as they're going down, that's a holding call. So he kind of let him. Maybe he gets hit by that guy. That's offensive line. Yeah. Offensive line. So that's all six sacks, Nathan. <laughs> And only two of those are we're willing to put on uh, on our young QB. It I think so. Like. I think so. I think two of them are on him. You can argue, like you said, about the uh, the time that he had, and he should get rid of it. Um, but I mean, the there was just a couple of guys who were jumping in there and making plays, and I would put those on the offensive line. I would. All right. Well, you're you're pretty generous, and we'll let uh, we'll let the normally Debbie Downer yeah. hold on to the two on Sam for on the scheme or offensive line, the blocking, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. Let us know right. your thoughts in the comment section here if you're watching on YouTube or hit us up at Ref the District on any of our social media platforms to let us know what you think of those six sacks and what Sam. And Eric Bietemi have to do to improve this as we continue forward because Washington's going to go up against a lot of dominant defensive lines. Mm-hmm. Arizona not uh, necessarily known for that. We'll see where they stand at the end of the season. Uh, but Washington cannot afford to have Sam sacked six times a game. Correct. Uh, in fact, I'm doing the math, doing the math real quick here. 102. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 102 man. times. You, What's you the record? Uh, probably owned by a uh, car, right? Uh, yeah. Back, back in his rookie years, man, that guy, poor guy was so shell-shocked <laughs> yeah. uh, with uh, how many times he got put on the ground there. So, yeah, you can't you can't have that uh, happen. Let's move on to our go-go's and no-go's. This is our version of kind of a game ball and mm-hmm. uh, studs and duds, as you hear. A yep. little uh, 
little DC flavor with the go-go. Yep. Let's start off with the no-go because I always like to end positive, right? Okay. So let's let's go ahead and start off with our no-goes. And Stoner, no try cheating. your best to not okay. cheat on me, okay? All right. I'm not going to cheat. I'm and uh, and I'm I'm not going to cheat. Okay. So I won't say Antonio <laughs> Gibson. All right. I'm not cheating. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go with Logan Thomas. Uh, he he redeemed himself a little bit in the second half and later on, but those drops early on for a young quarterback, he needs those. Like that catch that Cole Turner made on that deeper throw. Beautiful 17-yard. That, that helps to, to give the confidence to the quarterback that he knows he can throw it. doesn't have to be perfect, but you're going to take care of him. You're going to catch it. And he dropped a couple of them. I think he had three official drops. Mm-hmm. But that very first one on the very first drive that was a really good throw in his hands that kind of set the tone for the first half and that the uh, the passing game struggled. So I'm going to go with Logan Thomas as my no-go. That's fair because Sam Howell would have been 22 of 31 had uh, Logan Thomas held on to those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is good enough for almost a 71 percentage uh, completion sure. percentage. That's good, right? And that's that confidence building. And maybe maybe he only adds, you know, 25 yards to that. But that's still, you know, some of those were uh, kind of didn't feel like necessarily drive breakers, but they definitely weren't drive continuers yeah, yeah uh, right, so, right. so you know you want to see your you you have to rely on some of those uh seasoned people there um yeah there's definitely no way a no-go is going to go to the defense because the defense outside of not intercepting the ball they had several opportunities hmm. uh the defense played lights out so i am going to go with with my man antonio gibson or Fair. he's a gibby this time because he uh he fumbled the ball, and if he continues the fumble ball, he, we're going to ignore his request to call him Antonio Gibson. That's right. It, it's just frustrating. You know how much I, how highly I think of Antonio Gibson, and how yeah. I think that he is going to be dynamic, and he is going to be an offensive, you know, skill player Washington can rely on for big, uh, for some good plays. Right. Mm-hmm. He ran the ball three times. He of three. course fumbled the ball. And then he was targeted once and had a 10-yard catch there. That's not his fault that he's only targeted once, but it is his fault that he put the ball on the ground again. It was mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit, said that it really wasn't his fault. It was just an excellent peanut punch that came out of there. No one's going to see that, though, Stoner. Everybody is just going to look at the box score. They're going to see that Antonio Gibson fumbled. They're going to remember his, his second year in the league where he fumbled it six times. And mm-hmm. we've already seen it a lot. On uh, on all of the comments and stuff that we've been reading on our own content, mm-hmm. everybody thinks that Antonio Gibson has a fumbling problem. Yeah, he doesn't. He did that one year, but right. he wasn't over the course of his career. And I appreciated that Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera kept him in. Yeah, and kept going back to him, and and in a way, of course, only four touches on the game. But he's gonna lose carries if he and yeah. lose touches if he doesn't, uh, you know, if doesn't you count on him. You know, if he doesn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, and, and it's just frustrating because you have a player who can be so explosive for you. Yeah, and really, I think the reason why they kept him in is because he just happens to be probably one of the better pass uh, blocking backs that they have right now. Mm-hmm. So because they weren't looking at to throw it to him, they were just like, "Hey, go in there and make sure you chip somebody," because. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam, we're going to have Sam drop back. Yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunate, but Antonio Gibson's going to be my no go this time. Let's switch it to that positive side. The go goes. And if you want to cheat here a little bit, just try not to take all of them. So <laughs> I can have one. In fact, maybe I should go first. All right. You go first. My go, go here is going to be Curtis Samuel. Ooh, he, nice. he, he had himself a game. He did. Right? He, he did really well. One rush for six yards. He was targeted five times, caught all five passes for 54 yards. Mm-hmm. This is your wide receiver three. Right. And he was just all over the place. And he was really doing the things that you want. You we've been wanting him to do since he came here to Washington. He was reliable. He was productive. 
I'm sorry, but Curtis Samuel's my go-go. I know there's a lot of good choices that Stoner's about to rattle off to not pick, (laughs) but uh, Curtis Samuel's absolutely my go-go for uh, this. And coming from the offensive side, no less, in a game where they only managed to squeak in 20 points against one of the probably one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I, I like that choice. He he was basically the offense mm-hmm. uh, for Washington. So, yeah, uh, very good choice. Uh, but this was a team that defensively was fantastic. They were maybe the best we've seen in quite some time. Uh, I've seen some people say that the first half they weren't that great and in the second half they turned it up. They were actually just as good – They weren't as good in the first half, but they were great in the first half. They were awesome in the second half. So I think you have to choose somebody uh, from the defensive side. And the guy who stood out, again, was Montez Sweat. Mm -hmm. Montez Sweat had uh, one and a half sacks. He had two tackles for losses. He had uh, two forced fumbles. No, one. Yeah, two forced fumbles, right? Because he had the sack fumble. And then he had the one where Dobbs was falling. Yeah, two forced fumbles, one and a half sacks. Yeah. Yeah. And two tackles for losses. And he was a game wrecker. He was doing things that he had to do. Well, those, the entire defensive line was great, as they usually are. But Montez Sweat stood out. So I'm going to give him my go go. He was fantastic. If he keeps doing that, I mean, oh, he's going to get paid. If he, if he has, if he, if he has like four games like that, you give him a contract in the <laughs> middle of the season. Yeah, right. Like you, 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 you secure that before he even has a chance. Yep. To uh, to uh, go anywhere there. So I'm uh, doing some math here because I I question anybody who wants to say that they. Uh, That's like 25 that, sacks, right? Well, yeah. So I'm not doing it for him. You're talking, I'm talking as a defense as a whole first half. I think they only had let up 102 yards, right? I'm going to, I'm going to redo the math here. First, first, first drive was six plays, 13 yards, right? Second uh, one, they did give up a field field goal after eight plays in 64 yards. I think a lot of people remembered that one. Sure. Because then their next drive it was four plays, one yard, and a field goal. But that was after the interception. Mm-hmm. That could Correct. have been a lot worse, but they only gave up one one yard and gave up a field goal there. Then they had a three. They uh, held them to uh, Arizona to a three and out, negative one yards. Mm-hmm. Then a six-play drive for 25 yards. Mm-hmm. And then it was the fumble touchdown. Yeah, so that wasn't even the offense. So not even, not even there. So 102 yards in the first half yeah. there. That 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 Washington's defense. So and the 10 points were off of your really the fault of your offense, mm-hmm. given a short field. And in fact, the shortest field you can get uh, with that defensive touchdown. Yeah, they were fantastic. They're absolutely outstanding. The best defenses in the history of the NFL give up yards. It's mm-hmm. not like they go out there and the team, the other team has three and outs every play and they get shut out of every game. The best give up some yards and they have a drive or two per game. I think Arizona basically had one and a half drives that were decent the entire game. And you can say it was Arizona. You can say it was Josh Dobbs and all this and that they did what they were supposed to do. And they're the reason Washington won this game flat out. There was no other reason that Washington won this game. It was that that defense came to play and they, they whooped, Arizona up and down the field defensively. Yeah, they they really did. Jonathan Allen with two tackles for a loss as well. Deron Payne with two tackles for a loss. Uh, the three total sacks uh, for the team there. Mm. Just absolutely disruptive. Our man Cameron Curl, mm. 10 total tackles. Right. Eight solos, one pass defense. He actually had a couple in there that uh, would have been uh, another pass defense, but certain things were happening across the uh the flags and all that kind of stuff. Jamin Davis was doing pretty good as well. I mean, the the corners locking people down. It was just such a beautiful defensive game and Washington is going to have to keep that up. Yeah. If, uh they want to win games here as the offense still needs to figure things out. Now I'm rocking the onesie. Absolutely. As uh Washington did get the victory. But Stoner and yeah. our final thoughts here. What are you? How? 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 You know, we had a lot of excitement going into this game, and we talked mm-hmm. about how it was a no-win situation for Washington. Right, blowout Arizona. It's expected. 
This happened to be that second part of that equation, which is if they get a close win, Bye. do you start to question how good this team can really be? I don't think you do that yet, but there are signs of the team of certain things that they're going to struggle with. And we all know the offensive line is the biggest issue and the enemy's got to do a better job of scheming around that. But f- my final thoughts are that um, it's one game. This is a week to week league. Dallas went out and won 40 to nothing, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to win 40 to nothing next week? I don't even know who they, they might play Arizona. <laughs> one, one of the other two teams plays Arizona next week, either them or the, the giant, maybe it's the Eagles. I can't remember, but whoever Dallas has, I promise you, they're not going to, they're not going to go 17 and Oh, they're going to have weeks where they, they go up against them. the jets, by the way. Oh, they, yeah. So they go up against the jets. So that's not an easy game. So just kind of take it. It's game by game. Learn from your mistakes. Hopefully Sam gets better. Hopefully the defense stays the same and they go out next week to Denver who didn't look very impressive offensively either. And hopefully they go out there and and whoop up on the Broncos and get to two and zero before it really gets tough with that Bills and Eagles those those next two weeks out. Yeah, tough tough sledding really these next uh, three games, and sure. then you got the Bears and then the Atlanta Falcons who had yeah. themselves a pretty good game That's here good. in Week One. Yep, don't overreact. Sam Howell's going to be just fine. I think he's going to have himself That's even if I rated him fairly lowly on uh at the beginning of this sam house gonna be just fine he needs to get in rhythm eric the enemy is gonna find a rhythm for this offense that's going to work and this defense has come to play this is one of those things we talked about stoner was they start tend to start off slow in a jack del rio defense they're not starting off slow right now mm-hmm. if they can play like they were playing at the end of last year and keep holding teams to you know teens the points in the teens mm-hmm. sam howell and the eric Bieniemy are going to have just enough leeway That's to right. keep washington in these close games so we'll see how it goes but this has been our day after reckoning here against the cardinals still some good times coming a dub is a dub Absolutely. as we like to say and we are still 17 and 0 until we find out That's otherwise right. i'm nathan perry that's the stoner you can find this on any of your audio platforms or here on youtube wherever you're at make sure that you're subbed up as we're a part of the believe network and we believe in ourselves and you and our washington commanders until next time Let's ride out to Denver and smoke Russell Wilson. Be a fan. Here we go.